Welcome, everyone. This is the Ridiculously Easy Real Estate Podcast brought to you by Groundbreaker.co. Groundbreaker streamlines and saves 80% of the time it takes to complete the LP investment process. So if you're a sponsor with one deal or a seasoned syndicator with a few deals with a portfolio, Groundbreaker is for you. Click the link below and get your free demo today. So today we have Daniel David. Welcome, Daniel. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great, sir. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor to be here. Looking Wonderful. To- You're with the uh, Make Kentucky Home Group with EXP. So tell yep. us who you are and what you do. Well, again, thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Basically, I have been in the real estate space since 2013. Before that, I actually was a wedding DJ, believe it or not. Uh, so <laughs> I stood in my suit and like directed everybody, had fun. And, you know, just kind of let them know what was going on. So those skills have helped me great. I am now a national real estate coach with EXP. More importantly, I'm an agent investor or investor agent, which means that not only do I help investors, but I also am an agent myself and I actually own real estate. So we're actually inside one of my properties right now that I'm in the process of finishing up the rehab. Nice. Do a little scan, a little zoom for our viewers here. Okay. I'm going to flip it around. There you go. Oh, yeah. This is like the biggest transformation. So in here, Mm -hmm. the sink actually used to be against this back wall. I'm actually changing the light out. Otherwise, it'd be dark and I can't take it around. But we actually shortened that window, put the sink there, went there. I'm going to flip around. So as you can see on the half bath, half bath transformation there complete remodel and then just going upstairs and you know basic two bedroom one and a half bath square feet so tell me about your transition from the dj booth to the real estate industry how did you make that transition what did that look like for you that's a very interesting story so for (laughs) years i was known as like the top dj in my area so i had a lot of business and i you know i've got a son who happened at the time he was in kindergarten and he was like really excited for me to take him to school. And he's like, dad, can you come pick me up that day? And well, you know, weddings are never a one day event. Mm -hmm. So there's always something going on. Planning sessions, you got the rehearsal, you actually got the day of the wedding and then you have bridal shows. So he's like, dad, can you come pick me up, uh, pick me up from school? Well, I couldn't because I had a meeting. He's like, well, that's okay. You can come pick me up the next day. Well, Friday was the rehearsal, Saturday was the wedding, Sunday was the bridal show downtown at uh, Hilton. And he finally said, Dad, when are you going to stay home and spend some time with me? Mm-hmm. And that was like the dagger that if I could have quit that day, I would have. And that was the transformation for me. I was like, I've got to get into something else. I wanted to spend more time with my family, especially, you know, my son missing all the fun events. So that caused me to get into real estate. Now I have most of my evenings and my weekends free. Wonderful. What did your first deal look like? How did you get into your uh, first deal? So, so my first deal, I actually, I got started with Keller Williams. Okay. Great company. I spent six years with them, learned a lot. I was reaching out to, you know, family and friends, like they train you to do when you first get started in real estate. Just a family friend was like, hey, you know, I'm looking to buy a house for my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, great. 
So helped her get into her house. And then a few years later, she moved out of that house and sold that and then sold some other property for them as well. There you go. Wonderful. So now that you're in it, you're in the thick of it in the real estate industry, what part of the business do you enjoy the most? Honestly, it's coaching, training, and mentoring others. Okay. Uh, that is, I love to show others how they can acquire more. And so whether that's like role play, that script practice, that is working with first-time investors that don't know what they're getting into. Mm -hmm. I you know it's uh, because when I bought this place, this was my first one. It's years later and I'm still like finishing this bad boy up. So the best advice I can give if you're a first-time investor, don't go in thinking that you have to do a demo everything because a lot of investors make the mistake of, oh, well, it's got to be high end finishes. It's got to be the best. No, get that out of your head. At the end of the day, the dishes don't care what the cabinets look like. They're renters. <laughs> Little case lift on the cabinets, some nice pools, new hardware, and it's great. Why spend thousands of dollars when you get away with spending like hundreds of dollars? I agree with that because sometimes the market doesn't even substantiate, let's say, granite countertops. Well, you could still get that price point without granite countertops or maple cabinets yep, or sure whatever can. it is, just like exactly. you're saying. So I see yep. that a lot. Actually, I see that a lot with first-time investors where they're pouring all this money into and they could actually save that to things that actually increase the value of the property. But I get it. And uh, I do yeah. agree with that. Yeah. So tell us how, how your company could help the first-time deal seeker or someone that's jumping into the industry. How could you help them? So I can help you on several different fronts. So let's start with the real estate side. As I mentioned before, I'm also an investor. So I can speak your language mm -hmm. for one. We talk about numbers first before we ever hop in the car to go look at any property. We're going to look at it on the internet. Where I'm going to teach you how to look at the numbers, how to analyze deals, see if it makes sense. And then if it makes sense on paper, well, then and only then we're going to look at like the top three mm -hmm. and then we're going to eliminate those three and we're going to get into your first investment property. Uh, if you need handyman, if you need electricians, you need plumbers, landscapers, whatever, I have a crew that is ready to help you whatever you're going through. So most agents, they're not investors. That's the big caveat. When you talk about, hey, what's the tax rate? They're like, oh, did you see this house a garage over here? Well, okay, so what's the ROI? Oh, did you notice the, the decor in the room? They, they're clueless. They just don't know what's going on. Right. And, you know, and it's unfortunate because we're, we as real estate agents promote buyers and sellers and uh, real estate. But yet there's very few of us that actually invest in the product that we promote to other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So put your money uh, where you know, your mouth is, right? Real estate. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So back in March this year, I went and got my lender's license. So I'm also a lender with Nexa Mortgage. Now, did you know, were you aware, an investor, there's this product called DSCR. It's a debt service coverage ratio. Mm -hmm. This is how it works. We go out and find a property. Some of the uh, companies will require you to put 15% down. Others will require you to put as little as 20% down. And as long as the rent 
covers your mortgage payment, mm -hmm. it's approved. Mm -hmm. It's a no doc loan. So for those that like to fix and hold, we actually have some Fannie and Freddie back products that allow you to do the purchase and the rehab all in one. Mm -hmm. And you can actually go up to 10 properties on that. So I'm actually helping a guy. He's getting a property for like 45000 because in Kentucky, believe it or not, you can actually still get properties under 100000 which wow. is a great plus. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that wouldn't even buy the front door out west. Uh, so, <laughs> so when you're looking at that stuff, it's like, hey, I don't have to go get hard money at 12, 14 percent. I can actually get in, get the rehab done, get everything. And you're looking at closer like that seven percent. And what credit score is, and and like some other things. But you know, it's handled on a case by case basis. Mm -hmm. So everyone's like, oh, the market's going up. You know, it's crazy. No, turn out all the noise that you're hearing on TV. Mm -hmm. Tune out all the people that are saying, oh, no, no, it's a horrible time to buy. Mm -hmm. Investors money in any market. It doesn't matter what the market is. Mm -hmm. And if you want to know more, I'll be glad to help you. I agree with that. So usually this is the pivotal point in the real estate market where smart money usually comes in, right? Because a lot of the scared money pulls away because they're seeing that media. Well, good investors always invest. They're always looking for those type of deals. And yep. you should follow what the big guys are doing. So what are the big guys doing right now? Are they- Big guys right now are doing new construction. Yep. So you're getting like, it's a horrible time to buy. Actually 24% nationwide of all construction is for investors. Mm -hmm. They're- Investing are in like multiplexes, fourplexes, eightplexes, whatever they can get their hands on. A lot of the new construction is tailored towards them because what happens when all the buyers are scared? They still got to have a place to live. That's right. So, <laughs> as an investor, you can come in and capitalize on that fear. Okay. All right. So, we're going to take a little bit of a curveball here. I'm going to ask you what was the pivotal point? And I think you probably touched on this already, it might be something different. What was a pivotal point or make or break moment for you in the industry? Uh, the make or break moments. So as I tell every real estate agent, your next commission is not going to make your career or break your career. Mm -hmm. But when I knew that I was cut out for the real estate investment side is when I doubled, I double ended a 32 unit deal, a little bit over $3.2 million nice. uh, to an investor. So that's when I knew that I was cut out for working with investors and, you know, I can speak their language. That's wonderful. So how do you stay motivated and keep that flame lit? You know, the fire in your belly. How do you keep that going for well, you? For you? I'm actually in it, you know, right now, as you can see, uh, <laughs> motivated. especially if you're a first time investor, mm -hmm. get in, get your hands dirty. It's not that you're always going to have to get your hands dirty. But when it does a few things, first of all, it releases stress. Uh, you get to learn how things work. Mm -hmm. uh, you're really good at fixing little things, which comes in handy at your primary home. And you learn what materials cost. You learn what labor costs. This way, you know, you get familiar with the process. So then when you actually sub out stuff, then you have an idea of pricing if you're there, like trying to gouge you or if they're looking to make a quick buck. Okay, understandable. 
So you're saying basically learn the information, learn the game first. So basically the unknown and their anxiety of the unknown doesn't, doesn't weigh on you. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Because okay. a lot of these investors are coming from out west. They're buying property here, side unseen. Mm-hmm. And then they're depending on the management company to come in. Well, you know, that's great. And I understand, you know, it might not always be the case or it might be feasible where you're at. Mm-hmm. But if you can get something in your local market, get something close within, you know, that you feel comfortable with. 30 minutes or less, 15 minutes or less, you know, however far you feel comfortable driving out mm-hmm. and spending your time and energy, then go and find something. Yeah, and then focus on that. Manage it yourself mm-hmm. for the first few, and then once you build up your portfolio, then transition to that property manager. Right, but it makes no sense to pay eight to ten percent, which you're probably paying closer to that ten percent if you have very few properties in your portfolio. Whereas if you have multiple, then you're probably closer to that eight percent, or maybe a little bit less. Right. So, you know. When it gets overwhelming and you can't manage it anymore, then transition it over. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, learn the process, learn the tenant screening, learn how to run your own applications. There's a great website. It's avail.co, and that's A-V-I, uh, A-V-A-I-L.co. You can actually go on there. It is free for your first property. They will actually let you post it. They'll do all the background screening on your tenants. Hmm. And it's very inexpensive for landlords to be able to manage their own property. Wow. That's a great tip. Definitely. And I see that a lot too, as well. It'll be easier for people to manage their own property if it's in the area, right? To learn the game and then expand out, right? Some people jump to expand, but they get stuck for some reason. And you can get burned really. Yeah. For everyone that says, oh, well, there's a lot of money to be made in real estate. Well, if you don't know what you're doing, you can go bankrupt in real estate just as fast as you acquired that money. You know, you track, fight, save uh, for sometimes months, even years to be able to get your first investment property. And then it's gone in a matter of weeks because you didn't know what you were doing and you got taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. 100%. So. If you had a time machine, here's another big curveball for you. If you had a okay. time machine and you could go back to your past self, younger Daniel, he said, yep. hey, here's the one piece of advice I want to tell you. What would you tell him? So this is a funny story. I actually, my uncle, he's deceased now, but back when he was living, when I was just a young kid, like 18, 19 years old, this was back in, say, right at, uh, right at, like, 96, 97, and you know, I'm telling them so. So he lived in the middle of New York on Lexington Avenue. Okay. And so he was getting up in age and he was like, hey, Daniel, can my mom, we helped him move down. Mm -hmm. So we drove to New York, got a moving truck, helped him move out. And then before he moved out, he said, do any of you want the place? Well, as long as it's a family member, they have rent control, so they can't rent it, uh, they can't raise the rent. Now, this was a two-bedroom in New York in 97. Do you want to take a guess 
at what the rent was. I don't even know, man. I don't even okay. know. Tell me, tell so, me what, he, what it was. So the apartment across the hall, exact same layout, was running at a little bit over 3000 a month. Okay. He had been living there for years. I could have got it for $250 on Lexington Avenue in the middle of New York in 96, 97 time. Did they allow subleases in the building? Uh, well, it's as long as it's a family member that can't raise the rent. Wow. Jesus. So if a family <laughs> moved in, I could have stayed right there. Yeah. And being a young kid, not knowing any better, 250 bucks a month in New York. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I would be like, That's you ridiculous. know, well off. I, yeah. I'd be well on my way at this point. That was, if I could go back in time to tell my younger self, that would be the thing I would tell him. Take uh, advantage of the opportunity. <laughs> yes. Uh, which brings us to today. So as you're looking to get involved with investing, that, those things, take advantage of the opportunities that are in front of you. Don't wait. Don't look back and say, oh, I wish I would have taken advantage of that now. If I would have known what I know now, I would have definitely taken advantage of that. Well, don't let those opportunities pass you by. And yeah. if you're unsure, mentor yourself with the experts in your area. You know, you can go to real estate investment groups. There's the Landlords Association. There's all kinds of ways that you can meet other like-minded individuals. Find the ones that are smarter than you and learn everything you can from them. I agree with that. That is how you're going to be successful in this business. There's also real estate conferences. So I just got one. I got back from one in Chicago and I met a bunch of people, great people, great individuals. And the consensus there from the first time deal seeker, someone that hasn't done a deal all the way up to the season syndicator, they all said the same thing. I'm still learning this game. Yep. So you need to constantly keep your mind open and constantly learn, right? Yeah. So the, when the day comes that you think that you know everything, mm -hmm. it's time for you to get out of this business right. and move on <laughs> because you will never learn everything. Mm -hmm. There's always something you can learn. There's always a little tip, trick, ways that you can save money, ways that you can leverage to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You know, you start off, you cut your teeth doing it all yourself. And then as you learn more, then you leverage that. So, you know, I'm at the point where I could leverage. I just enjoy it to come in and get motivated, re-energized, and it's a way for me to kind of step away, decompress, make sure that everything's done correctly. Mm -hmm. And on harder stuff, then I'll sub that, that stuff out. Mm -hmm. Easy things like painting, installing light fixtures, ceiling fans, that stuff. I love doing that stuff. Yeah. It, it's great. It feels like, because that's how I started as well. Every little inch that you accomplish in that place in your investment, you get closer yep. to your goal, right? You finish that, you finish painting that wall, you put that light bulb in or that lighting fixture in, it's closer and you're actually actively making your future, right? So exactly. Yeah. And, so, you're, and you appreciate it more and you mm -hmm. understand like what goes into making everything happen. Definitely. So with the learning theme here, if you could recommend reading one book about entrepreneurship, real estate, self-growth, even maybe your hobby, what would you recommend to our listeners and our viewers today? There's so many great books out there. There is Hold 
it's two of my mentors in the industry, Jim and Linda McKissick, that they taught me a lot. Uh, they are still real estate investors to this day. They co-authored that book. There is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. There is Real Estate Investor. You know, there's all kinds of great books out there. Probably my favorite one was Hold because it shows you how to leverage just to get your first property. And then that's all it takes. Your first property becomes two, your second becomes four, your four becomes eight, mm -hmm. and you just leverage. And you keep leveraging until you feel comfortable. And it's like, okay, great. Wonderful. So how do people watching get in touch with you? So if people want to get in touch, the best way, you can either text me at 859-797-4007, or you can email me at daniel at makekyhome.com. Or if you want to reach me on the mortgage side, it's my first initial D, my last name, David, at Nexa, that's N-E-X-A, mortgage.com. All right, Daniel, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Let's keep in touch. Oh, yeah, sounds great. Thank you for having me. Take care. You too.